Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Now is the time to live the life of your dreams and do the work you feel most called to do in the World. Welcome to the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Here's your host, Cliff Ravenscraft. That's right, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Super excited to have you here. And I have a little bit of a follow-up episode from last week's episode, number 578, where I talked about the fact that you do not have to have a large audience for you to make a great living doing the work that you love. In last week's episode, I talked about Kevin Kelly's article from 2008 where he proposed this idea that it really only takes 1,000 true fans, or at least a majority of people could make a great living with only 1,000 true fans. And I'm not going to rehash any of that episode. If you want to, you can go back and listen to everything I shared there. It is an important message that I think you really should hear if you are intrigued by what I just shared and you hadn't listened to it yet. You can just go back to one episode prior to this in the podcast feed if you happen to be listening to this in a podcasting application. Just look for episode 578. Or you can go to mindsetanswerman.com slash 578. mindsetanswerman.com slash 578. You can listen to it right from the website. So the biggest question that has come in, and I've got lots of questions related to last week's episode, but the biggest question, the theme of the overall questions that I've been receiving is, how do you attract 1,000 true fans? That seems to be the thing that people are struggling with. And I have a very simple answer to that question. One person at a time. That's it. I mean, technically speaking, if, if, you could, if you could only know that that is the answer, and if, if you saw the title of this week's episode, How Do I Attract My, or How Do You Attract 1,000 True Fans? Uh, it, if you're looking for the plain, simple answer, it's one person at a time. And if that's enough for you, well, then go at it. Go do it, and, and you can shut this episode off. You don't need anything further. However, just in case, I've outlined a few things that I want to share with you uh, to kind of go into a little bit more detail of what do I mean when I say one person at a time and the fact that it's simple. Well, first of all, you'll notice that I did not, however, say it was easy. I said that it's a simple process, but it's not necessarily easy. Now, I will quote one thing that I shared, or maybe two things that I shared in last week's episode. In episode number 578, when I talked about everything that Kevin Kelly had said about his his theory of 1,000 true fans, I did quote from his article where he said, the truth is that cultivating a 1,000 true fans is time-consuming sometimes nerve-wracking, and is not for everyone. He says, done well, and why not do it well? It can become another full-time job. 
At best, it will be a consuming and challenging part-time task that requires ongoing skills. There are many creators who don't want to deal with fans and honestly should not. All right, that's what Kevin Kelly said, and I, I did point that out. But but the reality is, is that it's true. In fact, it reminds me of another quote from the book Rework by Jason Freed. Uh, you, if you've been following me from he, for years, you've probably heard me quote this a hundred times. I'm going to quote it again today. It's called The Myth of the Overnight Sensation. He says, you will not be a big hit right away. You will not get rich quick. You are not so special that everyone else will instantly pay attention. No one cares about you, at least not yet. Get used to it. You know those overnight success stories that you've heard about? It's not the whole story. Dig deeper and you'll usually find people who have busted their butts for years to get into a position where things could take off. And on the rare occasion that instant success does come along, it usually doesn't last. There's no foundation there to support it. Trade the dream of overnight success for slow, measured growth. It's hard, but you have to be patient. You have to grind it out. You have to do it for a long time before the right people will notice. That's one of my favorite quotes. I was talking with a friend last night in one of the mastermind groups, and he says, Cliff, you know, if I'm not supposed to be focusing on the download numbers of my podcast, then how do I measure my growth? And I said, engagement, relationships. How many of those are you moving forward? Don't get caught up in the stats game, the numbers game. Get focused on asking yourself, how many relationships did I take to a deeper, more intimate level how, how am I doing with taking the people who are already downloading my podcast, reading my blog, receiving my email newsletter? How am I doing when it comes to learning about who those people are, where those people live, what, do, what are their pains and struggles? What are they dealing with? What are their hopes and dreams for the future? What are the struggles and obstacles that they're facing? How much can you tell me about those people who are already listening? And, you know, I recounted my earlier days as a podcast consultant, and I would talk about people who would say, Cliff, you know, I've been podcasting for X number of months or sometimes years, and I've produced X number of podcasts, and that could be like 80 episodes. And I, you know, it's just, I I just don't get it. I'm getting no engagement. I, how do I get, you know, I think I just need to break through. How do I get to that, you know, first 5,000 subscribers? How do I get to 10,000 subscribers? And let's just say they're, they're getting about mm, 600 downloads per episode. 600 downloads per episode after, let's just say, 80 episodes. I forget what I said before. It doesn't matter. 600 downloads, 80 episodes. It's been a couple years. <laughs> and they're really frustrated. And, and what they say is, I get no engagement. I, re- I really think the answer is to get me from six. How do I just bust through 600 and, and hit that first 5K? That's what I need to do. And I said, okay. Well, I'll tell you what. First of all, how much how much are engagement are you getting? Oh, I don't get any engagement. 
And I'm like, what? Yeah, there's really no engagement at all. And I mean, and so I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, you've been podcasting or creating content for X number of years. You got 80 episodes or 80 blog posts or 80 email newsletter updates. Have you been asking people to engage with you? Oh, yeah, I ask them all the time. And, and I said, not a single person, not one person has ever left you a comment or ever put a comment on one of your social media posts or, or sent you an email or replied to one of your... Nobody out of after this many years, not a single person. Oh, okay, maybe a handful, maybe 20, 30 people. And I'm like, well, there's your answer. And they're like, what are you talking about? I said, well, think about this. I mean, you just told me that you're, you're, you have a strong desire to grow your audience. And, 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 and let's just say, it, we did, this is a different conversation, but in a way, it's, it's how do I get my first thousand true fans even. Uh, it, the, the same type of conversation I've had before. And so the question is, you, you want these true fans, you want these loyal listeners, you want these people who are so engaged with your content, right? And the deal is, is you've already successfully reached about 600 people who are downloading every single episode of your podcast, and number one, you're not happy with 600 people. You've not thought about maybe 600 people in a room right in front of you with you speaking on a stage in front of them. If you knew what that looked like, you might get a little bit more excited about the 600 people. And then when you think about 20 to 30 people who have sent you emails, and and gosh, think about how much it takes for somebody to engage with you, especially a podcast listener. This is somebody who is listening to your show on average on their way to commute to work, and they hear you say, hey, I'd love for you to provide me some feedback. I'd love to ask me a question or let me know how this resonated with you. And they're like, okay, I am so going to do that as soon as I get back to the office. And then next thing you know, right after your episode, they're listening to another person's podcast. And by the end of that other person's podcast, they completely forgot that they had committed to themselves that they were going to to, to um, send you that feedback. It, it slipped their mind. It's not that they're not a true fan. It's just that they forgot. You know, it, 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 they listen. They yeah, they've downloaded your episode. They meant to connect with you, but they keep forgetting. Things happen. You know, maybe the next day, they're or next week, they're listening again, and you ask again for feedback, and they're like, "Okay, I meant to do it last week. I completely forgot. I'm definitely as soon as I get to the office." And then all of a sudden, somebody cuts them off in traffic and almost runs them off the road. Thankfully, nobody's hurt. Uh, they, they, he was able to avoid a collision, and and now he's back on his on he's back onto the road, and and he's but the thing is he's so he's just you just never know, and and the thing is he gets the off forgot again, and this happens over and over again. So you need to understand that when when one person leaves you a comment on your show notes of your podcast episode. When one person goes out of their way to send you an email that says, man, I listened to that and that really meant something to me. When one person leaves you that comment on your Facebook or your Instagram or whatever the case may be, that took an amount of effort from them. You may not think it does, but let me ask you this. How often are you providing feedback to the people you listen to? (laughs) Ooh, that one got a little painful, didn't it? How many people do you listen to that you're loyal fans? You never miss an episode of their show. The the content that they're creating is making a consistent 
impact on your life. Your life is better today because of the last 20 to 30 episodes that they produced. How often are you emailing them to tell them how much you love their content? And, and seeking ways, is there any way that I can support you? Is there any way that I can help you get your message out? For Man, thank you so much. When was the last time you did that? Well, I happen to know how many of you are doing it for me. I, I'm not, th- th- this is not, by the way, that was not a fishing expedition for email. I'm just saying it's the truth. It's how this works. It's a lot of effort for people to provide feedback. And when you say, well, I get no feedback. You had 30 human beings who have gone out of their way through all of the obstacles that could keep them from sending you a piece of feedback. And when you tell me that 30 of them did it, and that that's like, I get no engagement. What you're communicating, what you're saying is that those people don't matter. They're not enough for you. Those individual human beings aren't worthy of even counting among the people of your community who make a difference in your mind related to whatever success matrix your whatever matrix or or that you base your success on. And if I'm if I'm getting a little if I'm getting a little deep inside of your 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 feelings there. I'm not sorry. It, it this is a this is something you need to hear. All right? It's something that I need to be reminded of consistently. Anyway, uh, I ended last week's episode and I said, "Listen, I uh, Kevin Kelly says it's difficult. It's he said it he says cultivating a thousand true fans is time-consuming, sometimes nerve-wracking, and it is not for everyone." Could be a part-time job at best. It's going to be a time-consuming. Uh, I'm sorry, he says it could become another full-time job, and at best, maybe a consuming and challenging part-time task that requires ongoing skills. All right. Now, I ended the episode and I said, "Now, with that being said, for those of you who feel called to connect and serve others, the message." to take away from last week's episode is that this is an encouragement for you to stop worrying about growing your audience and instead focusing, focus your time, effort, and energy on attracting your true fans. So then I got an email from one of my true fans, Kurt Stone. Hello, Kurt. He's got the podcast called Geekin' on WDW. And he wrote me this email. And it's, and it's I, I got plenty of emails, but I'm, this one is is uh, indicative of the overall response that I got. And he says, hey, Cliff, another great episode, but you may already know that I'm a true fan. <laughs> yes, I do, Kurt, and I appreciate that. He says, I have played the section that starts at 26 minutes and 55 seconds over and over again. By the way, that's where I said at the end of the, you know, stop growing your, stop worrying about growing your audience and instead of focus on attracting your true fans. So he said he played that over and over again. I love that, by the way. And he says, I think that that, he says, I needed that reminder and affirmation on this subject, and I need it consistently. I think it's one of your most powerful messages for podcasting, business, and life. It's something I really want to focus on for our travel agency this coming, uh, this year coming up. Now, by the way, um, Kurt, I know that you're listening. 
I'm going to suggest that when you hear my response to your email today, that you don't wait until this upcoming year, because that assumes that you're going to start in January 2019. Dude, you still got half a month. (laughs) There's a lot of work you can be doing, and a lot of awesome work, especially during the holidays. A lot of people in your community would love to hear from you. Anyway, he says, I'd love it if you would dig into some examples of ways we could build trust and relationships in our online efforts. He said, love you, Cliff. Keep the faith, Kurt Stone. Kurt, thank you so much for your email, by the way, and thank you for being a true fan. Now, he's wanting me to dig into some examples. I say that it's easy. I didn't say that it would, I'm sorry, <laughs> a little slip there. I, 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 I said that it was simple to, to build these relationships of trust. And how do you do it? You do it one person at a time. You don't do this for a thousand people at once. You don't do it for 500 people at once. You start one person at a time. All right. This is this is that's why Kevin Kelly says, "Listen, this is a this could be another full time job, at best a part time task, a time consuming part time task that requires ongoing skills." <laughs> All right. So so yeah, I'm going to tell you that is this is what it's about. So um, Kurt and anyone else who's interested, I am going to give you a few examples of how I Cliff Ravenscraft go about attracting true fans, or basically taking people in my community and building relationships with them by investing in relationships, all right? Not really understanding how that's going to turn out, what's the ROI. I don't track ROI on what I'm about ready to share with you, okay? But I'm going to tell you that I'm going to give you some examples of some return on this kind of investment. However, let's just start out with what I did this morning. So today is Thursday, December 17th or December 13th, 2018 as I'm recording this, and I was at the gym. And at the gym, I was I knew I was going to be on the stairmaster for 1 hour, and I decided to invest 1 hour on the Stairmaster, not watching Netflix, not listening to an audiobook, not listening to any Tony Robbins materials, not listening to any podcast, anything like that. No, I decided that today I would I would invest one hour into relationship building. And it was fresh on my mind just because we had a very intense conversation during the PM session of the Next Level Mastermind with a couple individuals about this whole idea of 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 investing in these types of relationships. And I felt like, you know, hey, I need to make sure I'm always walking the walk, you know, walking the talk here. And so I realized inside of my Facebook Messenger, there were several messages that had gone unanswered. And it's like, when do I have time to answer all of these Facebook messages, these private messages inside of Facebook? I know that I'm, I've finally got up to inbox zero again. And yes, I know a couple of weeks ago, I did a conversation with Sarah Warner where I wondered if I'm going to have to one day give up on that. And and, you know, me thinking about this 1,000 true fans sort of thing, I, I'm like, yeah, maybe one day, but okay, I'm back on, I'm back on full force. You know, I, I really do want to continue to try my best to keep up with as many people as possible. And, and, and yeah, it is time consuming. It takes a lot of time. Uh, I've invested 
hours today, uh, not one, one hour at the gym, but I've invested some additional hours with some folks uh, throughout my day here today. Uh, that I'm not going to share in this episode, but I do want to share with you what happened at the gym. So I'm at the gym, I open up Facebook Messenger, and I see there's some messages in there that I haven't responded to. I respond to a bunch of them, but there's this one message, um, and I and it's it's somebody that I'm connected with, with as a friend on Facebook, but I'm one of those guys that I have you know, the limit of 5,000 friends on Facebook, and is, I, I just make sure that when somebody sends me a friend request, is it somebody that's really connected to me? Are they a part of my community? And I usually judge that based upon whether or not they send me a personal message and tell me who they are and, and what they listen to as far as my content. Or if they don't send me a, a, any kind of message along with the friend request, I usually look to see, you know, hey, do we have any friends in common? And if we have about five or more friends in common and I see those friends are my peers, and other people I recognize quickly. It's like, listen, any friend of Michael Hyatt and Ray Edwards and Dan Miller and Pat Flynn and Amy Porterfield, and okay, yep, that person, I'll, I'll accept it. And so there's a lot of people that I've accepted as friends. I don't personally know who they are. Maybe I've met them once, and this happened to be that case. But anyway, I got this friend uh, on Facebook. We're, we're connected as friends, but I have, I, I just, I look at his picture, I look at his name, and I do not recognize it immediately, all right? So here's what the message says. It says, I'm inviting you to like my page because I thought you might be interested in supporting it. And there's a link to his Facebook page. Now, by the way, I am going to not be mentioning this person's name because I have not asked for permission to share this conversation, and I don't want to point anybody out, so I'm going to, I'm going to take away anything that's in this conversation back and forth that I had while I was at the gym today. Um, because I don't want to criticize anybody publicly. But I will tell you, since I'm not revealing this person's name, then I, I do want to tell you that it's interesting that I look, this is the very first communication between me and this individual. We've never communicated before, and when this person posted this into Facebook, into Messenger to me, this person did not address me. Hey, Cliff, it was great meeting you at such and such. I, I thought I would invite you to, to, my, to like my page if you don't mind or if you're not. Blah, blah. No, it wasn't like that. It was just, hi, I'm inviting you to like my page because I thought you might be interested in supporting it. Boom. Now, because it didn't address me by name, it didn't, you know, didn't help me. I just assumed this is probably something that was copied and pasted for maybe everybody this individual is connected on Facebook. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry for making that assumption, but I feel like I'm probably right, okay? Now, with that being said, I'm not judging that person, but the thing is, is I've already accepted a friend request and I still don't know who this person is really, and now all of a sudden the very first communication isn't even personalized, it's just, hey, here's a favor you can do for me. And I'm like, okay, okay, I'm not going to take that, up. I'm not gonna take an offense, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to try not to judge, although I feel like I have judged, but let me, let's see if we can, let's see if we can't strike up a little bit of a relationship here, and by the way, being connected as a friend on Facebook is not a relationship. All right, so I say, hey, so-and-so, I'm very intentional about the pages I follow on Facebook and, uh, let's see here, and, and the things that show up in my Facebook feed. I tend to only connect with those who I have a deeper, more personal connection to. 
Um, don't take my lack of a like on your page as not supporting what you do. With that said, how did we first get connected? What is it that you do? All right. And, you know, the kind of thing, and it's like, hey, let's have a conversation here. Let's, let's establish this relationship. Or if we have a relationship where we maybe met one for a moment uh, in an instant and, and I don't recognize you, let, let's see if we can't, let's, let's take it one step deeper by having a conversation. Yes, I know I could dig into your, your page, I could read your about profile, I could do all that other stuff, but let's have a little bit of a conversation. And, and of course, I address this person by name, right? And then I get a response and it is, it, all of a sudden, my, my name has been brought in. He says, hi, Cliff. I appreciate your stance on privacy and connection. We connected a bit at the Tribe Conference this year. I think it was in the VIP lounge. I am a friend of so-and-so, and I'm a writer, a radio host, and a pastor. I've had many podcasts in the past, the most re- recent being the Such and Such podcast, but I can never seem to make them successful. I'm always looking to connect myself to influential people that can help me grow. Now, what I hear in here is like, okay, he's he's obviously saying, I'm connecting with you. I consider you to be an influential person, and I'm always looking to connect myself with people like you who can help me grow. Now, I want you to know is I see this as, hey, you know, if you have any thoughts on how I can grow personally, professional, how I can become more successful, I'm all ears. And so taking that as 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 an invitation to pour in to this person. And again, this isn't a paid relationship. I'm not looking for this to turn into a paid relationship. This is just a message that shows up inside of my Facebook Messenger. And this is just one example of what I'm doing all the time. On a daily basis, I'm doing these kinds of things. So I wrote back and said, hey, without knowing you, I can tell you the problem. As you may know, I spent 12 years as a podcasting coach and mentor. The problem is your definition of success for the podcasts you've launched. Do me a favor, check out this podcast episode. And I actually gave him a link to episode number 578 of my podcast titled, You Don't Need a Large Audience to Make a Great Living. All right? Now, he says, great, will do. For me, by the way, success meant number one, sustainable, and number two, reasonably profitable. I'll check it out. Thank you. And I wrote back, yep, that episode is a good start for the message that I've used to help tens of thousands of people experience success with their podcasting efforts. If your target audience were to listen to, oh, so, so then I sent him that message and then I sent him a question, all right? And I, this, is, this is the mentor in me, you know? So I want to ask him a question. If your target audience were to listen to an episode of your podcast and want to hire you or pay you money for a product or a service, what page would you link them to so that they can give you money? And he writes back, "Uh, don't have one, but didn't really have a product either. We thought that advertising was how to make money, but realize that it is really difficult. And I wrote back, and thus your problem being with how you define success. I hope you're not offended by my bluntness. Bluntness. He says, yep, I agree. 
Um, I'll listen to your podcast episode. I have some new ideas in the works for a different podcast that is tied to my efforts as a writer and Bible teacher. It's somewhat easy for me because I do a daily radio show for such and such uh, organization, and my studio is ready to go. I just need better content and a clear product. And I said this in response. Your content is fine. You need more You need more before you need a product. You need a why. And I put W capital W capital H capital Y. You need a you need a why that would allow you to never give up. See, I'm going I'm tying back into where before this individual says, you know, I've started many different podcasts but I could never get them to do anything. They couldn't they weren't sustainable. They weren't even reasonably profitable. Uh, and so I keep trying something new all the time. And so I, I said, you need a why that is so big that you would never give up on a podcast. All right. That, that's, that's what I'm saying there. Anyway, I continued on. I said, you need an understanding of who you are and the most marketable skills that you bring to the table. You need an exact ideal target customer who has money who has a problem that they are willing to pay to have solved, and that problem has to be one that you can and want to solve. There is more, like four more steps before you get to the product. And the product, by the way, comes before content production, aka the podcast. I said, after you listen to episode 578, listen to this one. And then I linked him back to episode number 545, which is my 11-step formula for building a profitable online business. By the way, you can get that at mindsetanswerman.com slash 545 if you're interested. All right, he says, will do. Thank you so much. I said, my pleasure. After you've listened to those two episodes, please let me know what you think about what I've shared and how it might relate to the struggle you've had. I'm praying for your success. He says, thanks, friend. I will get back in touch with you soon. Now that, my friends, is one of about 15 ongoing conversations I was having via Facebook Messenger in one hour at the gym. So I read all of that to you as one conversation, but quite frankly, each one, quite frankly, I've been saying that a lot lately. Anyway, the thing is, is that I've been, I was going back and forth having, I was having like five or six concurrent ongoing conversations at any one time. And, and, and I just kind of read that one all in order for you in the order of how it, it just happened between him and I. So Kurt and anyone else listening, that is one example one example. This is a person who's never paid me money before. This is a person who may never buy a product or service from me. My, my goal here isn't even to turn this person into a true fan. My goal is to recognize that this is a human being who is connected with me on Facebook. He met me one time at a conference for a few minutes, sent me a Facebook request right away. When I got the Facebook request, uh, I saw that we had several friends in common. I approved him, and that is the extent of our relationship. This isn't a guy who's ever listened to my podcast, or maybe if he is, he's maybe listened in the past. I have no idea. I, I, I'm assuming he's never listened to any of my podcast content before. Maybe he has. He's a podcaster, so probably he has. Anyway, the the thing is, is it's not about, for me, 
the, you know, what is the potential of turning this person into a paid customer? No, I I just want to serve. I want to serve this person. And I know there's always a return on investment. Number one, I feel good because I got to use my skills and my talents and my abilities to serve someone. Now, if if somebody I feel is taking advantage of that and they're like, Cliff, I just want all your time and they're sending me a bombard, it's like, oh, hey, let's set up a coaching call. How's that sound? Uh, but you know, these one-off things here and there, I, th- th- I just do them. I, I, I try to help as many as people as possible. By the way, sometimes I get weeks and sometimes I get months behind on these things. But I always try to get in touch with everyone as much as I possibly can. And sometimes when I get back, I say, listen, you know, I, I'm sorry. You know, he, he, I, anyway, I, I'm not, I don't live this out perfectly day in and day out anymore because I have such a large audience today. The, the point that I'm making is that if I didn't have my first 20, 30, 50, 100, in my case, I would consider myself to have well, I probably have a couple thousand true fans. And then there are a couple thousand casual fans beyond that. And then there are lots of lurkers and followers who are consistently me sending me questions. They're not even on the on the fan radar. They're just like, "Hey, I want I wonder if Cliff could answer this. I I heard he's got answers and can help, you know, can help." So I I'm not at that place where it, it's not easy for me to keep up with everyone and to to be as responsive as I would love to be for everyone, but I try to do what I can for as many people as possible. I do for some, some days, what I wish I could do for everyone, but eventually I like to try to get caught up with everything that comes my way. Now, I, Kurt asked if I could give examples, plural, of this relationship building stuff. So um, I, I told you that I had a lot of inbox messages inside of uh, Facebook Messenger. I achieved Facebook Messenger inbox zero while I was at the gym this morning. And as a result of that, I'm like, hmm, there's this tab in Facebook Messenger on your phone, and it says active. And it shows you a list of all of your friends who are currently signed in and actively on Facebook right now. And because I have 5,000 friends, or you know, just I think I'm like 30 or 40 shy of 5,000, I ha- I, it shows, it's like, Cliff, you have like 489 friends who are currently logged into Facebook right now that could instantly engage with you. And I just, I just looked at the top of that list, and I think Facebook usually prioritizes it with the people who are your most engaged people. I, I think Facebook typically does that, because right at the top, near the top of the list, I saw the name Ann Sharpstein. And by the way, I have Ann's full permission to share this with you. And I'm like, hey, I'm going to send Anne a quick 20-second video from the gym while I'm walking on the Stairmaster. And here's what I sent her. Hey, Anne, it's Cliff. I'm here at the gym this morning, and I was just checking in on some messages on Instagram, or no, Facebook messages. And I noticed that you were active on Facebook Live right now. Well, not live, but active. And I just wanted to say hi. That's it. Hi. That was it. <laughs> I just sent that to her. I knew she was on Facebook right then, and I knew that as soon as, be, I, I, you know, knowing how Facebook works, I knew that she would instantly get a notif- notification that Cliff sent you a message, 
And uh, as a result of that, just mo- like less than a minute later, she says, hey. And I wrote back, hey there. She says, I've been thinking about you so much lately as I wrap up this writing project. She happens to be writing a book, which uh, is going to be incredible. Anyway, uh, she says, I still look forward to sharing with you how you truly saved my life approximately one year ago. And by the way, she's referring to the Next Level workshop that she attended here in the Next Level studio for building an online business. She says, I have a strict self-imposed deadline at the end of the month, December, to finish some things. Would love to catch up after that. And I said, I can't wait to hear all about it. Would love, I would love to jump on a Zoom call after you are caught up. Talk soon. And then she writes back. She says, you inspire me every day. You have no idea. Your fingerprints or, and then she puts in parentheses, influence, are all over this past year. For me and my healing and how I move forward and how I'm helping other people now. And then I wrote back to her, I said, it means so much for me to hear those words. It's knowing this that keeps me committed to doing the work, the hard work of investing in individuals. And I put individuals in all capital letters with three exclamation marks. I said, thank you for the occasional reminders that you send my way. And then she wrote back, she says, my son has a mom this Christmas because of you, a strong and happy and determined mom. You have blessed us. Now, I'll let you read into that what you will. If you need to, you can go back and read that last statement. Anyway, I asked Anne's permission. I said, do do you mind if I share this in a podcast episode? I'm talking about how to build relationships where people in your community become true fans. And she says, and I said, this is, it's an important reminder of just how important it is to invest in individuals beyond the transaction. She says, absolutely, have at it. And so, and thank you so much for allowing me to, to read that little bit of an engagement. But it all started, I, what did I do? I mean, seriously, what did I do there? All I did is I, I looked over and on Facebook Messenger, it says, here are some people who are online now. I sent one, one person at random. I haven't talked to Anne in several months and I'm like, man, I wonder what Anne's up to. I'm just gonna send. I'm just gonna say hello. That's it. Just to let her know that Cliff Ravenscraft knows that she exists. That I think she matters, and that I appreciate her. And I just wanted to say hi there. That and that's all it was. And this is the conversation that came out of that. It, 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 this, my friends. Is it hard work? You know, it's it. This doesn't just happen. You intentionally do it, it and and it's not. I'm not sending this as a. I didn't record record a 20 second uh, message and then send the same message to 80 people. I sent it. Li- listen to what I said. I'm like, listen. It starts off with, "Hey, Ann, it's Cliff. I'm here at the gym this morning." Hey, Ann, it's Cliff. It's not, hey, I'm here at the gym. You know, it, no, it's, it's personalized. That, remember how I made a big deal, how this person who had never interacted with me before ever on Facebook connected with me as a friend and says, hi, I thought I would invite you to like my page because I thought you would like to support me. 
No, see, that's a, that, that was more than likely copied and pasted and shared with lots of people. It's a lot different than what I'm talking about, okay? All right. So anyway, I want to I, I want to sh- I want to close this episode out with this because I started off. What did I say? How do the, how do you build? How do you attract one thousand true fans? You do it this way. It's simple. One person at a time. I've given you two examples here. Now, the thing is, is I did that, what I just shared with you from those two, those two conversations that I had today, I did that with about, I don't know, 15, 20 people at the gym today for one hour. And that has nothing to do with the amount of people that I've connected with via text messages, via Basecamp messages, and several other platforms that I've connected with people building in, responding to their questions, not with quick, short answers, but looking for ways to serve them well beyond what they could have reasonably expected for me to respond with. That, my friends, you do one person at a time, and it pays off in the end, all right? One way or the other. I want to give you an example. Remember, Remember, I opened up with the rework quote. Um, you know, trade the dream of overnight success for slow, measured growth. It's hard. You have to be patient. You have to grind it out. You have to do it for a long time. And then get this before the right people notice. And I want to tell you about the value of one true fan, a single true fan. If you, if you ever question whether one person is worth all of this work, and it is work to build relationships. And if you don't think so, then what, you're, what you and I define building relationships as is, is different. I, that's all I can say about that. But it's work. It, but is it worth it? I didn't say it was easy. I said it's simple. The process is simple. The work is hard at times. All right? Anyway, the value of a single true fan, and I'm going to tell you about a true fan in my community. He's been a true fan of mine for many years. His name is Andy Traub. Andy Traub, one human being, one single individual human being who happened to listen to my podcasts several years ago. He would listen to every single episode of multiple podcasts that I produce. And the weird thing is, is that um, there wasn't a lot of ongoing engagement from him, but he was a true fan. He showed up to my live shows when I was broadcasting live on the internet. He would follow me in social media channels, multiple social social media channels, and he was listening to my podcast content. And he was one of those true fans that when you publish an episode, he pretty much listens to it as soon as it is released. It was like, yeah, he's the kind of guy that that was down. You, as soon as I published a new episode, he it would download into his podcast player, and he would go out and listen to it. I mean, that's that's the kind of true fan that Andy Traub was uh, back in two thousand nine. And so I'm gonna I want to tell you the story of how my friend Dan Miller, author of the book Forty Eight Days to the Work You Love, became a true fan, and how as a single true fan, Dan Miller has radically and profoundly changed the trajectory of my life. And more specifically, how Andy Traub, one true fan, that's quite frankly at the time, Andy wasn't massively famous. He, some, of you, some of you in my inner circle, you know who Andy Traub is, right? 
But unfortunately, for whatever reason, Andy Traub should be way more famous than I am. I mean, he should have more social media followers than me. He should have he should have way more financial success than me. As far as I'm concerned, he this guy deserves. I seriously, I I and I mean this with all of the weight of the words for their true meaning. He deserves more financial success than I have for the simple purpose of just who he is, how he shows up in the world, and 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 what he has done to radically impact people's lives through his gift of connecting people to each other. So let me tell you the story. Um, first and foremost, I was a true fan of Dan Miller. All right, so that it starts there for this for this story. I was a true fan of Dan Miller, author of the book Forty Eight Days to the Work You Love. He wrote this book, and his book Forty Eight Days to the Work You Love transformed my belief system as it relates to getting paid extremely well and being financially successful doing the work you feel most called to do in this world. I, I used to think that I had a belief system that that said that the harder you work, the uh, the more you should get paid, and the more you hate your work, the more you should get paid to do it. And if you love what you're doing, you know what value is in that. I mean, people get paid for working hard, and you know, I just had some really messed up beliefs about money. And his book transformed my mindset, and as a result of that transformed mindset, I started taking different actions, and I I saw different results. Now, back in the day, though, I was still struggling very much financially. I was still struggling trying to figure out how to get clients to hire me, and I was struggling with how much I was charging and and charging what I was worth, or actually, I felt like I was charging beyond what I was worth. When I was charging 95 bucks an hour, I thought that I was robbing people. Ah, still, oh, man, those days. Anyway, um, I was delighted when I learned that uh, Dan Miller had a podcast, and well, the, the fact is, is I subscribed to his podcast and I hung on every single word he shared in his podcast. I came away from every single episode of his show inspired, motivated, encouraged. And there were lots of times where I was on an emotional roller coaster. This is, you know, during, throughout that first year of my business, which I didn't know what I was doing. I I was like, what? I feel like I'm just throwing spaghetti against the wall, seeing what stick. And every time I listened to his show, I was always inspired with new ideas. And I, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna, whoa, that is so awesome. The only thing is, is that I I, I hung on every word, but quite frankly, I did it in spite of the audio quality of his show. That'll come in in just a moment to the story. Now, what happened was, is I, I can remember to this day, I, I don't know, I think I was in, on my way home from Columbus, and I remember being on the highway on Interstate 71, driving right in front of downtown Cincinnati, and I remember specifically the corner, the cut in the road that I was going traveling down when I was listening to Dan wrap up the end of his podcast. And at the end of his podcast, he says, I'm going to do something here at the end of this podcast episode I haven't done before. I'm going to give a, a, a little bit of a, a, a shout out, a, a, a plug, a, maybe even a commercial for a couple members of my community that are doing some really inten- exciting things. And he, and he spent like 60 to 90 seconds talking about one member of his community and the type of business that he does and how you can hire that person for that work. And then he did one for another one. And then at, at the end of it, he was wrapping it up and he says, you know, hey, maybe I th- should think about selling some sponsorship ad spots here at the end of the show. 
I don't know if I'll really do that, but I just thought I'd throw those in here today. And as I, I remember, and I remember exactly what was going through, it's like, oh my gosh, those guys, they are so lucky. What I wouldn't give for Dan Miller to talk about me at the end of my podcasting. I mean, Dan's helping people who, his his whole idea, his whole brand is people who are out there trying to find a way to make a living doing the work that they love. His people are out there building their own businesses and every one of them would benefit from having an audio podcast. If they heard my podcast, Answer Man brand, mentioned by Dan Miller at the end of, wow, what, I and, and instantly, Instantly, the voice in my head said two things. Number one, you, you can't even afford food on the table right now. How on earth do you think you could afford an ad? And Dan has no idea who you are. Why would he even consider you in one of those very highly uh, you know, valuable spots at the end of his show? He doesn't know who you are. And, and, and as soon, it's like as, as excited as I got about it, the inner voice in my head immediately said, dude, Chill the slow your roll, Cliff. You ain't nobody. Just give it up. <laughs> All right. Now, fast forward till to August 2009. And I'm out there recording some podcast episode live on the internet. And I'm I, I was broadcasting live on the internet while I was recording my podcast episodes in two, August 2009. And in one of those episodes, I shared that I had a dream. A dream to meet Dan Miller. Now, this was way after that time when I heard him do that at the end of his show as I was driving on the highway in front of Cincinnati. Um, but in August 2009, I said, listen, I have a dream. I want to share with you guys. I, I've, I've, got a, I, I've heard this new method of making any goal possible. You, you believe it's possible. You write it down. You tell other people about it. And here I am on step number three. I'm telling you guys about this dream. I want to meet Dan Miller. And I was very specific about how I wanted to meet Dan Miller. And it wasn't like I wanted to be in a line of people who met Dan Miller after he talked at a conference where I get, you know, a couple minutes to tell him who I am and how much his message is meant to me. And then at the end of the day, he doesn't really remember me from all the other people. All right. I said, I, I'd love to have an opportunity where I have Dan. I mean, I was being clear. I, I knew what I wanted. I wanted Dan's undivided attention so that I could tell him specifically about how his message has impacted my life. And I also wanted to tell him the fact that I have personally been responsible for the sale of more than 1,000 copies of 48 Days to the Work You Love. And I, I want to tell him about how uh, I want to tell him at least three or four stories of people's lives who have been radically transformed as a result of my introducing them to his message and his principles. All right, so I, 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 I lay all of this out, right? So I published this podcast episode, and I'm not kidding you, 45 minutes after I press publish on the podcast episode, I get an email from Andy Traub. This was August 27th, 2009. I looked it up in Gmail. It was 5.50 p.m., and Andy wrote this. He says, Cliff, I, can't, I count Dan as a friend and would be happy to connect you two. He has hired a guy who worked with Seth Godin for six months to help him with his overall social media strategy. I will contact them both right now and ask them about working with you on some podcasting stuff. I'd like to also talk to you about being a part of a paid webinar series that I'm doing for coaches, consultants, and solopreneurs. 
it would be a phenomenal lead generation for you because a vast majority of those people would be starting their own podcasts in the near future. I'll be in touch soon regarding both of those opportunities. You're a good man and a blessing to a lot of people. Now, that was from Andy Traub on August 27th, 2009 at 5.50 p.m. I'll never forget when that email came in. And I instantly replied. And Andy and I would go on to become very close friends. And in fact, I invited Andy to join me to actually launch a brand new podcast I wanted to launch called Business Tech Weekly. And we actually did a podcast together on a weekly basis, 109 weekly episodes from September 2009 through January 2012. Now, okay, here's the deal. So Andy connects me with Dan. Dan and I start interacting with one another, and we scheduled an interview for my podcast, Answer Man Podcast. That was incredibly awesome. Then at the end of the interview, Dan schedules a one-on-one coaching call with me. He says, Cliff, I'd like to schedule a call with you. I have some questions to see if maybe you can help me out with some things to, to see if there's some things to improve my podcast. And I'm like, I would love that. So we schedule the call. So we get on the call and Dan says, so Cliff, tell me, you know, what do you think about my podcast? Is there anything that I can do to improve? And I said, well, I'm a very transparent and authentic person. And I said, Dan, oh my gosh, I've already told you we've had some connection in the podcast episode. I I shared with you that, you know, I I know for a fact that over a thousand people in my community have purchased your book. And just as many people have also, and and by the way, 100% of everyone who's purchased your book has told me they absolutely, hands down, love it. It's one of the most influential books they've ever read. Uh, and, 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 And I said, and almost all of those people also subscribe to your podcast. But about 70% of them said, Cliff, his content is amazing, but there's no way I can pull myself to actually sit through and listen to that because of the audio quality. And Dan's like, he says, you know, that's not all that shocking to me. I've, you know, I, I would imagine that he's had some feedback from people who listen and and stuff like that. He was using a $20 lapel microphone from Radio Shack and and he's like, you know, I'm just I'm just sitting there in my office recording or reading these letters and responding and and the content out of this world. So I he says, "Well, Cliff, you know, if you were me, what would you do?" And I talked to him about some of the he says, "What equipment do you use?" So I told him about my equipment. He goes, "Hmm, do you think you can get all of that stuff ordered by this weekend, put it in a box and drive down here to my house in Nashville this weekend?" And I'm like, yes. <laughs> I didn't know the answer to that question, but I made sure that the answer was yes. I said, yeah. I, I knew I was going to make that happen no matter what. All right. So the answer was yes. He says, listen, my wife Joanne's going to Colorado to be, or California, I can't remember which one, uh, for the weekend. And we have a guest room. You can come down uh, a day early and I'll take you out to dinner, take you out to one of the shows here in Nashville. And then um, we can spend the entire day together on Saturday, and we you can help me set up my own podcast studio. How's that sound? I'm like, I will be there Friday. And so I went all the way down there, and it was just incredible. Now, the thing is, I set up all this stuff, and Dan starts talking about me and my coaching and my and the way that I've helped him nearly every single week on his podcast. But then I, I reached out to him and I said, I said, Dan, 
uh, can I can I get on a phone call with you? And, and I, I emailed him. He says, sure. So I call him. I said, Dan, man, I really appreciate the fact that that you, you're talking about me every single week. It's awesome. But I'm going to ask you to do me a favor. Uh, I, I'll give you two options. One, either option A, will you stop telling people that I helped you with your podcast? Or B, will you let me take over the production of your show at no cost? I'll do it for free. He's like, why? What's going on? I said, well, the thing is, is you're, hands down, your your show sounds a ton better. I mean, it, it is. It, it's it's so much better right now. But the only issue is that um, whoever's producing your show, currently what's happening, they're taking your great audio recording that I taught you how to have, and they're running it through Audacity, and they're, they're um, compressing it using this encoder called the Lame Encoder instead of the Fraunhofer Encoder, and they're also doing it at a very low bit rate, and it's actually destroying the qual- audio quality. And I said, so what's happening is you're already recording into this mp3 format you're then actually sending that mp3 format over to them uh, via uh, file transfer and then they're taking that mp3 and it's already been compressed and they're compressing it in a really low bit rate and it 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 sounds terrible and it's just not i mean it, it it i mean with my name out there i just don't want my name associated with that that process uh, with with the end result, he goes, Cliff, man, uh, if you want to take it over, man, I I'm not, dude, take it over. And so I began, I became the producer of the 48 Days uh, podcast from January 2010, and I did that every single week without ever missing a week, all the way through September 2017. So for what is that, seven and a half years, or actually almost almost eight full years. Um, or yeah, anyway, yeah, almost eight. No, wait a second. That's seven. So, um, yeah, almost eight years, almost eight years, three months shy of eight years. Cliff in his life math. How about that? Anyway, um, so the thing is, is I, I was doing this weekly and I'm telling you, I was on trips to New Zealand where time zone differences were like crazy mad. I was on trips around the world with my family in Europe on multiple occasions. I was in Europe. Uh, doing keynote addresses and all of this other stuff. And everywhere I go, I always made sure that I never missed when Dan says, hey, Cliff, here's my show for this week and it's ready for you in the FTP account. And I would download it in whatever hotel Wi-Fi. I mean, it, it took a, it was a lot of work. But I never charged him a penny because Dan's always talking about me. And that's the thing. As a result of just investing in this relationship with Dan, Dan becomes a true fan of mine. And he's listening to my podcast every single week. He is the pure definition of a true fan. And yes, he's talking about me on... I mean, there... Over the course of those seven, well, over the course of the past eight years, there are hundreds of podcast episodes where Dan talks about me, mentions me, my name, hundreds of them. And even though I haven't, I actually personally found him somebody to continue the production of a show when I shut down everything related to podcast coaching and consulting in September of last year, I personally found somebody who would continue to carry the torch that I was carrying who would be just as honored to do it as I would, as I was all of those years. And I went to Dan and I said, Dan, you know, I've been doing this and I found somebody who I trust that would do this and do it with as much 
consistency, quality, and care, and service, and devotion, and who is just as much of a true fan of you as I am. Would you be interested in allowing me to hand this off to him? And he says, absolutely, especially when he heard who it was. And, uh, and I said, so cool. And, and, but the thing is, is now here's, here's the outcome of that. I will tell you that I personally was struggling financially before I met Dan Miller, before Andy Traub connected me to Dan Miller, and before Dan Miller and I had this open to our relationship and then how our relationship has flourished over the years. But I can tell you right now, I can personally track hundreds of thousands of dollars in income directly to Dan Miller and the mentions of his show. Hundreds of thousands of dollars of my income over the years, directly the result of nothing more than Dan mentioning my name on his show. Remember how I told you, oh my gosh, I would pay big, man, if I had money, I would pay money to have 90 seconds at the end of Dan Miller's show. And here I am just a couple years later and almost every single episode's talking about me. What? Seriously? And that's, it's about, you know, the value of a true friend, man. It just, it, a true fan. It's awesome. But it doesn't end there. I want to tell you about an email that I got from Dan Miller on Wednesday, January 11th, 2012 at 6.16 p.m. Yes, I looked it up in my Gmail. Here's what he says. Hey, Cliff, here's this week's notes for the podcast. And then he gave me the notes. And there's P.S. Michael Hyatt spent the afternoon out here on Friday He's hot to start doing a podcast and should be contacting you if he hasn't already. Michael's a great guy with a very large audience. Now, for those that don't know, Michael Hyatt was somebody who was relatively unknown to me at the time, other than the fact that my, that Dan Miller was always talking about Michael Hyatt and the fact that he has one of the most popular business blogs on the planet. Seriously. All right. Now, Michael Hyatt does reach out to me immediately, and, and I later found it. I, Michael tells me, he says, listen, I was over at Dan's place. I asked him, hey, Dan, what is the number one thing in your business that has moved the needle forward financially for you above any other effort that you do? And, he's, and he says, my podcast, hands down, I can answer that. And he says, seriously, a podcast? And he said, Dan says, yes. He goes, hmm, I should try, maybe I should find somebody to help me start one. He goes, don't look any further. There's only one person you want to talk to. His name's Cliff Ravenscraft. Hire him. And he says, I will. And that's how that went down. And a week later, I'm heading back to Nashville with another box of brand new podcast equipment. And I'm sitting in Michael Hyatt's home office, chatting with him, sitting there just talking about life and business and my story. He's asking me about my my story and about my just the journey that I've had and all this stuff, and then I I'm I'm sitting there and he's helping me set up his gear and just just it's the the relationship the connection was instant and as a result of that it, now he didn't instantly become a true fan but he started listening to my podcast and because of the podcast he listened every single week to every episode of my podcast and he became a true fan. Now here's the thing. Michael Hyatt has produced, uh, well, I think he's probably close to almost 150, 200 episodes. Maybe he's beyond that of his podcasts. Anyway, he's mentioned me more than 100 times 
in various podcast episodes, blog posts, and he's even mentioned me in his public speaking gigs. All right. And sometimes Michael Hyatt speaks to people like groups of as little as hundreds and as many as thousands. All right. Michael wrote a book uh, a while back called Platform Getting Noticed in a Noisy World, which became a New York Times bestselling book. And he temporarily for a while uh, partnered up and became a business partner with Ken Davis to host a series of live events called the Platform Conference. Now, Michael, listening to my podcast back in 2012, heard me state one of my goals for the year 2012, or for the year 2013, I stated the goal in 2012, but in 2013, my goal was to become a paid public speaker. And he says, Cliff, I heard that you want to become a paid public speaker. And I'm like, yeah, he goes, I'd like to give you your first paid speaking gig. Would you please consider uh, accepting my invitation to speak at my platform conference coming up February 2013. I'm like, yes! And then I freaked out after I got off the phone. But oh my gosh! And this is the first time I ever met Ken Davis. And unfortunately, I had never heard of Ken Davis before. Now, Ken Davis is an extremely popular person in his own circles and in the Christian comedian space. And he's also had decades of experience in hosting an educational conference for professional public speakers called the SCORE Conference uh, through his company called Dynamic Communicators. Now, Michael and Ken were very happy with my performance at the platform conference, but they both knew that I could probably benefit from a little bit of a professional, from some education and some professional coaching in the area of public speaking. Uh, and, and I knew this as well. It's one of the reasons why I kind of freaked out by this offer for Michael for me to speak at his event. And they invited me to attend their next SCORE training event in August of 2013. And I went. And that four, was it three or four day experience? Radically transformed my communication skills. Massively different. I mean, I used to be freaked out every time I got on a stage. Never since then have I been freaked out about speaking ever. It's I still have those little bit of nerves that people get, but I've never been afraid. It, the this, the preparation it doesn't it it is so. It's like I was meant to be on that stage, and they opened up a whole new part of me. The the score con- I've been three times since you know so. I love it. Anyway, it transformed me. Anyway, I was invited to speak at every subsequent platform conference. So every platform conference, I spoke at every single one of Michael and Ken's platform conferences. Every one of them, which was awesome. And if I add up all of the exposure that I got as a result of all of those mentions, hundreds, you know, more than 100 mentions from Michael Hyatt on his blog, his podcast, his speaking conferences... The, the hundreds and hundreds of people that I personally got to speak in front of in his live audiences at, on his stage at the platform conference, here's the thing. I can directly attribute nearly $1 million of business income to those who were introduced to me through Michael Hyatt. One mil, hundreds of thousands of dollars directly from Dan Miller Nearly $1 million of income over the course of the last several years since February 2000, or actually since 2012. Um, yeah, it, it, was it two, anyway? Going back to when was that? Yeah, two, January 2012. From January 2012, more than nearly, actually, not more than, but nearly $1 million of income directly traceable to Michael Hyatt alone. Now, by the way, who would have never heard of me? 
had it not been for him being introduced or him being introduced to me by a true fan named Dan Miller, who would have never been connected to me had it not been for a single true fan named Andy Traub. See? Do you understand the value of a single true fan? You never know who is out there. It, you know, I, I don't know that I don't know that Andy's ever bought a single product or service from me. <laughs> Does that matter? No. It doesn't matter. It, it's not what it's all about. It's about the fact that, man, I, I developed a relationship with somebody who's become a true fan, and, and true fans out there, they believe in you. They believe in your message. They're connected with you, and they're looking for ways to see you succeed. You know, and, and if you don't know what a true fan is, go back to episode 578 and listen to it. But man, it's just been incredible. I mean, I could go on and on about how Michael Hyatt introduced me to Ken Davis and how Ken Davis became a true fan of mine. Not only was has he had a radical, profound impact on my own professional speaking, which, by the way, hello, I wouldn't be going down the career path that I am now as a motivational speaker, creating my own conferences with a dream of speaking to uh, crowds of tens of thousands. I used to freak out about speaking in front of you know, 60 people. And here I am now, I'm, I'm telling the world that I'm working towards a vision and dream of speaking to tens of thousands of people in stadiums. And I'm excited about it. Thank you, Ken Davis and the SCORE Conference. Anyway, but not only that, many of you may know the story of my health and physical fitness journey and the transformation there and how Ken Davis was a key critical part of, of mentoring me personally in that area. Not going to go there if you haven't heard that story. It's not that essential to the whole germane topic except for the fact that Andy Traub was a single true fan. And look at the value that one true fan in my community who listened to my podcast as soon as it was downloaded and as soon as he heard me mention Dan Miller and my dream, my, my absolute dream of meeting Dan Miller and specifically how I wanted to have that opportunity. And, and Andy says, I can make that happen for you. So Kurt, you asked, you said, Cliff, I'd love for you to dig into some examples of ways that we can build trust and relationships with our online efforts. I hope that these were some examples that you found inspirational. All right. How do you attract 1,000 true fans? The answer is simple. One true fan at a time. Did you enjoy this episode? Did you find value? Are you encouraged? Were you inspired? Do you have some ideas of things that you can do to take some relationships to the next level? If so, there are some ways that you can show your appreciation by supporting the sponsors of this podcast, which, by the way, are me and my products and services. Real quickly, I will let you know that if you are on the path of full-time self-employment, if you already have a business, product, or service that people are paying for, that they love it, but you would love to ignite your efforts to a whole new level, if you'd like to radically increase your income, if you'd like to get rid of this feeling of isolation that the weight is of the world is on your shoulders and yet you have to come up with all the answers to all the problems and obstacles in your business all on your own, you're tired of the trial and error buying courses and products and, and software solutions that aren't working, aren't during the trip, you wish you could actually do life with other people on the business journey that you're on who have gone a little bit further down the road, who have some experience that they can just, in matters of moments, they can answer for you things that might take you months or even years to figure out on your own, 
<laughs> Check out nextlevelmastermind.info. Nextlevelmastermind.info. All right. Now, for those of you who say, well, Cliff, I, I don't have that business. I don't even, I, I have a dream of starting a business. I have an idea of starting a business. I've tried starting a business. Or, you know, I, I'd like to, but I don't even know where to start. Well, I have this workshop. It's called Building an Online Business. And it's called the Next Level Workshop, Building an Online Business. It's hosted here in my home. I've done several of these. They're limited to no more than 12 to 14 people. I am looking at hosting one on January 18th and 19th. I'm going to just market it to anybody who wants to come. It could be, if you're interested, you can come here to Northern Kentucky here in the Next Level Studio. It might be just you and I. If you go to nextlevelworkshop.live, nextlevelworkshop.live, register for that January 18th and 19th workshop. It'll be a great way to celebrate my birthday because my birthday is on the 20th, so it's my birthday weekend. I'd love to spend it with you, teaching you the step-by-step formula for how to successfully build a profitable online business. If you're looking to create products and services where you're you're seen as the thought leader, the coach, the educator, you want to work with people, or if you're willing to work with the people one-on-one uh, through mentoring and coaching, if you're interested in group coaching, uh, uh, online webinars, digital products, um, online courses, uh, paid memberships, those kind of things. If that's what you're, if you want to build a business kind of like what I have. Then the next level workshop for building an online business is for those of you who are not who don't already make a minimum of ten thousand dollars a month every single month. That's the product for you. Next level workshop live. You and I, and maybe a handful of other people, could be working together for an entire day and a half. And and go. I'll tell you what you heard about Ann Sharp's team earlier. Go to nextlevelworkshop.live and look for Ann Sharpstein's testimonial. That's all, I'm, that's all I need to say. You do that, you'll sign up. All right, uh, and, and some of the other testimonials on there that will echo what Ann said. And then, of course, there's Free the Dream. You've heard about Free the Dream 2018, the live conference. Well, there's a Free the Dream online product. It's available for $4.99. It will radically change your mindset, your beliefs, and therefore help you radically change the way you do life in 2019. I encourage you to sign up for the free opening session. I'm giving it away for free at mindsetanswerman.com slash free session, mindsetanswerman.com slash free session. Go check it out. It's absolutely free. You can get it and be watching it this afternoon. And I promise you, if you devote one hour to watching the, watching the free access to the opening session of Free the Dream, I promise you it by itself will have the power to radically transform your life. I would read you some testimonials, but I'm already over, well over an hour. So with that being said, now some of you are thinking it's like, Cliff, your next level mastermind, I'm just, I, I just don't have that, that successful business where I've got people who are already paying me consistently. I can't quite afford the monthly membership fee. Um, I, you know what? I, I, I'd love to come to your workshop. I'm just not at a place where I'm able to do that right now. Or even the $500 you know, I just, uh, for, for, the, for the full Free the Dream online course. 
you know, yeah, go, by the way, go ahead and get the free one. It, there's no obligation for you to buy anything further than that. And I promise you, it's not like if you don't watch the other messages in the Free the Dream series, uh, it's not like you won't benefit from the first video. I promise you, this is not some kind of crazy sales pitch. I, I am going to follow up with you. I'm going to make some offers for that, for that full course, but there's no obligation at all. I promise you. It, it's it's just an offer, and if you don't want it, that's fine. And you, I mean that, all right. But for those of you who are like Cliff, you know, is there any other way that I could just say thank you for the support that that you've given me over the years through all this content? Well, that's where the Audio Journal podcast comes in. It's an additional podcast that I offer that is for insiders only. It's not open to the public, so it gives me the freedom to be a little bit more little bit more authentic, even more transparent than I could be here in a public podcast where anybody can listen to what I'm saying. If it, it's, a, it's a podcast that I am producing via Patreon, and you can head over to, let's say, MindsetAnswerMan.com slash AudioJournal. MindsetAnswerMan.com slash AudioJournal, on one, all one word. If you go to that URL, you can sign up. It's $10 a month. And I would love that. If this episode and the content that I'm creating is having a powerful, profound impact in your life, those are the ways that we can work together and make sure that I'm able to continue to offer these products and services, including the free content that I'm putting out into the world for you and for everyone else. Thank you so much to those of you who are the true fans in this community. I appreciate every single one of you. Until next time, I encourage you to take everything you do to the next level.